This is the sermon from Reverend Dr. Bob John, pastor of Aldersgate United Methodist Church in Chelmsford, Massachusetts. We hope you are blessed with this message today. If you are seeking a church family, we are located at 242 Boston Road. Our worship services are at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. on Sundays. May God bless you and your family this day and give you peace. Good morning. The gospel reading this morning is from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 9, verses 2 through 9. It can be found on page 44 in your pew Bibles. Please stand, if you are able, for the reading of the gospel. Six days later, Jesus Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter says to Jesus, Rabbi, it's good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. He did not know what he was saying, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice, This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly they looked around. There was no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. This is the word of God for the people of God. Next Sunday, uh, I'll be taking a little break with my family, so Pastor Melis will be preaching next Sunday. So uh, uh, thank you, Pastor Melis, uh, for filling in next week. Uh, also ask you to keep me and Jim in your prayers. Uh, this coming Tuesday, uh, we are going to Deuville, uh, uh Memorial Care uh, Facility in Lowell to have a prayer service with the residents. They are also the staff members. The last time we went there, just, uh, I just was really touched by the hospitality, but also the spirit of God moving in the place. So uh, we ask you to prep these people as they deal with the wrestle with the memory loss and their families. Uh, but just it's really special to have a worship service with those who often forgotten by society, but tell them that God remembers you. God does not forget you. Um, So uh, please keep us in your prayers. Let us pray. Let the words of my mouth, meditations of our hearts, be accepted in thy sight, O Lord, our rock, and our redeemer. Amen. Some years ago, I led my youth group in my former church up to Wachuset Mountain in Shrewsbury, Massachusetts. How many of you have been to that mountain? Some of you told me actually been there. So you know, it's not really a high mountain. It takes about like you know, a couple hours or less than that to climb up the mountain from the bottom to the top. So anyway, about half an hour into climbing up the mountain, 
One boy in the youth group said that he just was too scared to go up anymore. So he said that he needed to go down. So I told the rest of the group, just continue on with the, the mountain hiking. And, and I took him down to the mountain. But you know, this boy was about like a 170 pounds. He's a kind of big boy. And he was clinging to me. He was kind of grabbing my bag. And he was uh, pushing me. And like, you know, the whole time I, we were going down the mountain, I was praying to God, just, Lord, please save me from my perils this afternoon. Um, <laughs> So finally, I, I arrived in the bottom of the mountain. I left him with, to be with his mother, and, and I climbed up another two hours of Trusset Mountain. And so you know what it's like to go up the mountain. It's a common sense when you think about it. Climbing up the mountain is difficult and challenging. Uh, you have to deal with the gravity that's pulling you down. We deal with, wrestle with the shortness of breath. You feel like uh, you know, climbing up like an endless uphill or stairs. The water and the food in our backpack feel like they're just, we are carrying heavy rocks. But when asked about you know, whether climbing up the mountain or climbing down is more challenging or difficult, a group, majority of hikers actually answer that hiking down the downhill is more difficult and challenging. Because it really concerns with the safety. You know, any missteps like a slipping, twisting, or falling could lead to a serious injury. And many people, they feel like pressure and the stress on their toes and knees while hiking down. But in our case, thankfully, <clears throat> we found that there was a spiral road on the way down from Wachusett Mountain, which was much easier than you know, going down the same trail that we took that afternoon. In our reading today, we hear another story about mountain hiking. You know, one day Jesus took the three of his disciples, Peter, James, and John, and they went up and climbed up a high mountain. And Jesus was transfigured before these disciples. His clothes, the Bible said, became dazzling bright. And they appeared to these disciples, Elijah and Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. For Peter, this was the most spectacular thing he had ever seen in his life. And if you were you and me, you would probably we would pull out our, our cell phones, like you know, iPhones or Samsung Galaxy, and they're taking pictures or the videos just to capture that moment so we can show it to, to other friends. Peter probably had a kind of similar thought in his mind, so he wanted to seize that moment, so he told Jesus. Rabbi, it's so good for us to be here with you right now. So let me build three tents, one for you, one for um, Elijah, and one for Moses. And the Bible says he had no idea what he was talking about because he and others, they were terrified. Or maybe, I think in my mind, he knew exactly what he was talking about. Because the previous chapter, Mark chapter 8, you know, Jesus called his disciples and started telling him that the Son of Man must undergo the suffering, be rejected by the elders, the priests, and the scribes, and he has to be killed and, and crucified on the cross, and after three days, he would rise again. When Jesus said this, Peter took him aside, and the Bible says rebuked him. 
Mark does not tell us what he was talking about, but imagine it was something like this. You know, maybe Peter was telling Jesus, Jesus, do you remember three years ago how you called me to follow you? And ever since then, you know, I left my family, my wife, and my job. We had no money, but we've been bouncing from town to town, following you and sleeping in someone stranger's house. Remember like how people, they mocked us, ridiculous, but now you're telling me after all these three years, you're going to get killed. Several years ago, a pastor friend of mine in Korea told me that he was uh, doing some missionary works in Pakistan. He was educating these little children, teaching a Bible in a group of like women, and he was gathering for worship service in kind of secret. It's not allowed in public. One day, he was kidnapped by several men. He was blindfolded and taken to some place, and he was kept in, in an isolated room for several nights. And he thought that he would be executed by these men. So days and nights, he was praying to God. He was praying to God to, to surrender, that he could surrender his life to God's. And the next day, these men came back and told him that, that they were the national police, and they told him to go back to Korea and never come back. So when he told me the story, I was relieved to hear that, and my friends, thank God he is safe. And the following year, he told me that he was going to Cambodia as a missionary. I'm like, why? <laughs> why just Kenya stay in Korea? Like, why do you have to go to like, another country? And he told me, because that's where I found Jesus, among the people who are suffering and struggling. That's, why God, that's where God is calling me. I mean, when we think about it, isn't that why Jesus is going down the mountain? I mean, he could have stayed up to the top of the mountain in all his glory. He's standing with Elijah and Moses, who symbolize the law and the prophets. Jesus is the fulfillment of the laws and prophets. So if people want to meet Jesus, they want to be healed in the illness, or they want to be forgiven by him, or maybe just they want to see who God is like, what, understand who God is like, they can come out all the way up to the top of the mountain and meet Jesus. After all, that's what we do. We climb the mountain to experience something sacred or holy and, and wonderful. Some of us, we go to like big cathedrals because that's why we feel like there's some kind of sacred moment when we go there. But instead of staying on the top of the mountain, Jesus hikes down the mountain. He sets course down the mountain, eventually toward Jerusalem, where he knew that he would suffer, be persecuted, and crucified on the cross. He hiked down to be with us, to be with the world in the midst of the anxiety, the suffering, and tears. Dietrich Bonhoeffer was a German Lutheran pastor. He was born to a prestigious family in 1906. His father was a very renowned psychiatrist and also neurologist in Germany. Because he was born to such a wonderful family, you know, he received a, a wonderful education at his young age. And at the age of 21, Bonhoeffer, he earned, completed his doctorate of theology. 
Then he moved to New York in 1931 to pursue a fellowship, which is like a postdoctoral program, so at Union Theological Seminary in New York City. His career seemed promising. He definitely had a path filled with, like, full of a prestigious, like, you know, the fame and, and the privilege. But the following year, Bonhoeffer went back to Germany and with other pastors and, and theologians, they formed a church called the Confessing Church that directly confronted Hitler and Nazis. In his book, The Course of Discipleship, Bonhoeffer wrote, cheap grace is grace without discipleship. Grace without the cross, grace without Jesus Christ, he said. Later, I believe during the war, he had another opportunity to come to America and to work as a guest lecturer. However, within a month of his arrival, he wrote, I have made a mistake in coming to America. I must live through this difficult period in our national history with the Christian people of Germany. I will have no right to participate in the reconstruction of Christian life in Germany after this war if I do not share the trials this tie with my people, he said. So he went back to Germany, was arrested, and executed at the prison camp only one month before the war would end. And some people say that he was probably deeply transformed when he spent a year in New York City. That at the time, he was spending his life with the African Americans in Harlem, New York City. That one day he was invited to go to a Baptist church Predominantly, it was a black congregation, and he got to witness the suffering, oppression, the racism, the bruised by those things. But he somehow witnessed the hope and resurrection. The gospel people believed that they could give a resurrection to people, not just in the world after us, right now in this world. Bonhoeffer even taught Sunday school at the Baptist church for a year. And I think that he was learning how to hike down the mountain to be with the people who suffer, who people who are oppressed. And in now in comments, God wanted to liberate us, not by removing suffering from us, but by sharing it with us. Jesus is God who suffers with us, he says. It's almost two years since this war between Russia and Ukraine started back in 2022. And you said that more than six people, six million people have escaped Ukraine since then. And in the beginning of the war, I saw many people escaping the country and from the shootings and bombings. And I saw a picture of a sister, Justine, who was holding a little infant at the hospital in Elbe, which is a 300 mile east from Kiev. As there were tiny infants in the terminal illnesses in Ukraine who could not move out of their country, Sister Justine stayed behind to be with these little babies as their hostess, to be with them as these little children were waiting for their death. 
And Dr. Mathieu Leonardi, director of the Best Hospital Milan, said about her colleague this way, Sister Justine is there tonight during the war, filling with the love the last days of tiny babies like the one she's holding tonight. As Jesus comes down the mountain, he sets his course toward Jerusalem, where he surely knows that he will be crucified. And we call this Sunday Transfiguration Sunday. Jesus was transfigured. His clothes became dazzling bright. But it's also a story about transformation of Jesus' disciples who learned to hike down, come down the mountain, and be ready to face challenges awaiting them down the mountain. It's a story for our own transformation today because we learn to trust in Christ and surrender our wills to His. It's our transformation because we are being transformed as God's people, as God's children when we gather to worship, pray, we serve, then break the bread and drink the juice together. It is Christ our Lord with whom we go up the mountain. And when we hike down the mountain, where we would face challenges and perils or struggles, we know that Christ is the one who goes there with us the whole time. Thanks be to God and God's people say, Amen.